Welcome to the Robert Affalter Show. I am Robert Affalter, and this is the morning drive. It's Monday morning. It's Labor Day. Happy Labor Day. The 9-7 of 2020. And I'm headed in to see my mother. She had a rough night last night. Called me about midnight and 1 o'clock in the morning and not feeling well. So I'm going to go in and see how she's doing. Otherwise, I'm taking the day off, getting some more stuff done around the house. Working on my camper a little bit more. It's coming together. Not sure if I've talked about that. My wife and I bought a camper four years ago that we lived in on the weekends while our house was being remodeled. And it developed a leak. And I didn't know anything about campers. I guess you're supposed to check these kinds of things every year. And since I didn't know about it, I didn't do it. So I suffer the consequences of not having done it and have a little bit of water damage and um, getting the leaks fixed so anyway that's the story on the camper also still working on that table at the office and I think yesterday we talked about a boat repair and it turned out the part that we thought was going to be the fix didn't fix the boat at all wound up not even starting once we put that part on so I think it's still the correct diagnosis in that it's that part that we need but I think we got either a defective part or the wrong part so <laughs> we're, we're still in process <laughs> and that's the fun thing you know if you can laugh about things like this and just keep on keeping on rather than being upset well that didn't work either and going off nothing's ever worked and blah 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 the game of life seems to be a struggle and perhaps it's because I see it that way so I think we do affect our lives by how we think but that is Part of it it seems like there's a struggle there until we can overcome that at least and as I talked about yesterday just watching things show up that doesn't seem to be a struggle however as I pointed out yesterday what just showed up didn't work <laughs> so there's certainly some element of a struggle going on there and I do think that's part of the game any type of a game, if you think about it, any type of a game that we come up with, I can't think of an exception, but there's some kind of a struggle. We have to develop a skill set. We have to decide what skill we want to develop, what's particular for us. What are we best suited for? And a good example is football for me. I went out for football when I was in high school. And I wasn't a good player. And uh, wasn't physically really at, what, I'm not quite 5'10", maybe, and 160 pounds now. I was about 145, I think, in high school. Or at least when I went out for football. And uh, this wasn't nearly as big as a football player should be, nor did I have the kind of mental toughness maybe that would go along 
In other words, somebody my size with a different mindset might have done really well. So I'm not saying it's just my size that didn't make me a good football player, but I probably just didn't have that desire to go out and hit people. And Same with boxing. I've never been really a fighter. More of a mental guy. <laughs> anyway. Figure out what is your thing to do in life. Maybe I've mentioned Jack Boland, the unity minister. One of the things he talked about is finding your purpose. And he liked to say that everything had a purpose. The purpose of a coat hanger is to hang coats on it, as an example. The purpose of a toaster is to toast bread. And there's probably a reason why you and I are on the planet. If you can figure out what your purpose is and go for that, you'll at least have more fun. At least that's what I find. You'll have more fun. And you'll probably find that you're more successful. I guess that then brings up how do you define success? Is success a lot of money or is success how many people you affect, or what you build or create, or success being happy all day long. <laughs> and if you're enjoying what you're doing, you can be happy all day long. And if you can enjoy what you're doing, be happy all day long, and have the positive impact at the same time on your health and your relationships. I'd say that's probably success. Hard to argue that it's not. On the other hand, if you create misery all around you, no matter how much money you make or how many things you build or create, if you just make people miserable, I wouldn't consider that success. If you make yourself miserable in the process, I wouldn't consider that success. So when you think about it and you look at how your life's going, how are you doing? Are you happy? Are you enjoying the life you've been given? This morning I walked my dogs. I walk my dogs, I'd say every morning, but I guess maybe I miss once in a while. But that's the first thing I do. I get up and get ready and take my dogs for a walk. And it's fun to look at the bay where I live now. I can look at a little inlet in the bay, watch how the tide's doing, try to be aware of the trees, the water, the sky, aware of what's happening all around me. And to be grateful that I have the ability to walk that I can breathe the air and that I can be aware of the beauty of my surroundings. I mean, if you're doing that, you've got a life well lived, I think. I think too often we try to compare ourselves to each other. 
based on how much money we've got or how many things we've got and we say, well, that's that's the game. The game, what's the saying I've seen? The one who dies with the most toys wins or something like that. And, of course, I'm enjoying my toys. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with toys, but I think it'd be a good idea not to have the concept that the person with the most toys wins. person that has the most balanced life maybe wins. The person that enjoys their life. If you think you have to have your toys to enjoy your life, I question that. That's not what I found. I found that I can enjoy my life. I can find peace and happiness. I haven't tried it with nothing. I've never been in a position where I had nothing. But I certainly can find peace and happiness even during the struggles. So as we continue here on our path into town, we've got the bright sunshine. It's now 8.30, so the sun's been up for a little while. Kind of brightening in my eyes, and i got to put the sun visor down. But I really enjoy the sun. I've been fortunate to, been fortunate to grow up in Kansas, where our state song was Home on the Range. Part of that song is where the skies are not cloudy all day. And I really enjoy the sunshine. Had a dark tan every summer most of my time in Kansas. Kind of miss that actually. Although I've adapted to the cooler climate here in Washington State. My wife says it's supposed to get up to 81 or 82 today, which would be a cool day in Kansas at this time of year. So I mentioned going for a walk, and she said, well, I probably can't walk in the afternoon, so we either have to do it this morning or this evening. <laughs> That's one of the reasons we're here, is she just didn't like to eat. just pause like that and quiet your mind and then look for what the next thought's going to be. That's pretty fun. And where does that next thought come from? It's coming from the environment. Coming from your spirit. Who's actually doing the talking? I don't script out these morning drives. I just turn things on and start talking and reminds me again of Jack Boland who actually did write his sermons but he said I, I do it in the morning on Sunday morning he said I get up early and it gives me about an hour or two to put together the sermon and he said because I do it that way uh, some are better than others 
it's really a matter of getting out of the way and letting spirit talk through us, right? It'll be up to you to determine what you get out of it. How good a job did I do of getting out of the way and saying something that actually will mean something to you today? And I guess if nothing comes up, the silence gives you a chance to search your own mind and fill in the blanks with inspiration from your own highest self. And begin that journey of controlling your mind and watching for your purpose. And by the way, one of the ways to find your purpose, I guess, is to start a podcast and see what comes up. What is it that you want to talk about? And that's one of the reasons I started this, of course was recommended to me to find my voice, find my purpose, find my place. And I thought it seemed like a great idea. What if we just turn on the mic <clears throat> and see what comes to me? I was told to do it every day. Every day for a year. We'll see if we can stick to that. I've missed a few days along the way already. Something's come up. And I thought of, <clears throat> thought of the morning drive. Since I drive most days, that's going to work out. However, I also know that I've got a few stories I want to tell that Carolyn wrote. So I'm going to read those at some point while I'm at the office. I think you'll enjoy those. They're from her book, Tales from the Master. And they're all stories that came to her while we were working on people or working with people. And a couple of them were written, inspired by working with me, I guess. So I find them quite moving. And we'll read those at some point, give you a little more insight as to my purpose and what I'm all about. And I guess just the fact that I'm traveling this morning to see my mother and take her to my office and get her checked shows my role as a chiropractor still is hanging in there. <laughs> the fact that I'm fixing up a table is either to sell it or to use it. I'm really looking at using it, creating some premium hours that people can come in who are not able to get in during the regular work day. And with COVID rules, we all have to adapt a little bit. So by offering premium hours, I'll work late a few nights, a couple nights a week, and allow people to pay me a little bit more and come in when they're finished with their work. And by slowing things down, offering a little bit more time, it gives me time to spend a little bit more time with patients and to clean the office in between patients. So it should be a win for everybody. So that's the chiropractic side. My son, I just went through 
Ben's house that he's flipping. And it's coming right along. It's looking beautiful. And I'll be listing that for him, so I'll be his agent. It looks like quite a stunning house. They took this old house and put new floors in, took out the windows and put in sliding glass doors, built a new deck around it. So I have a view of the water. And not only a view of the water, but you can walk to the bay and the little creek and catch fish. There's salmon actually come up that stream. It's going to be quite a place, and it should be on the market here in a few weeks. So I also enjoy being a realtor. And I've always admired people who can do more than one thing and be good at more than one thing. Benjamin Franklin was an inventor politician, author, he's a good example. B.J. Palmer in the chiropractic field not only helped develop the profession of chiropractic, but also wrote a book on advertising for television and radio. He owned the first radio radio and television station, I think. I think it's both radio and television stations west of the Mississippi. So he liked to be a, an innovator and cutting edge of things. I read that he was also invited to be, I think it was when King Tut's tomb was opened, because he'd done a lot of research in that. So he was invited to be there when they opened. So there are people in the world that are very deep in one field, and that's great. And there are other people that are not very deep in many fields. They know a lot, but not very deep in anything. Well, I've kind of developed some depth in several fields. Chiropractic being one, real estate being another. And now it's this mental mastery and mind control, which goes along with the marketing and brain research that I've been doing. And I think everything can fall under that. Because if you can't control your mind, as Napoleon Hill said, if you can't control your mind, you can be sure you'll not, never control anything else. That just seems to me to be true. If you can't control your mind, if you can't control your thoughts, if you can't control your actions, you'll never control anything. So the key is learning that is a fact. And then practicing control. Practicing controlling your mind. Practicing controlling your actions. Not allowing other people to say and do things which get you started and have you doing things that you have no control over. So one of the ways I'm practicing right now is when I see something either politically or philosophically that I might be inclined to reply to, I'm just not replying. 
And as I said in an earlier episode, there's power in silence. You just don't say anything. It gets back to what I was talking about, too, about counting to ten. If you can count to ten before you reply to somebody, then you're beginning to take control. At least you're taking control long enough to count to ten. All right, while I'm pulling into Bellingham, I'm going to close up for today and sign off. This has been Robert Affalter on The Robert Affalter Show, and thanks for listening. Have a great Labor Day.